This is a Showbile podcast. This is episode 28, right? This <laughs> <laughs> <It> goes cooked. <laughs> Okay, episode 28 of Box on Knocks has officially begun, and I think we're all stoked for UFC 281 this weekend. So we're going to take a look at that today and making some predictions. And of course, we've got some gambling picks for it too, as well as some NFL and NHL picks. And speaking of NHL, I think I heard DK was at a uh, Red Wings game earlier this week, and uh, he might have some stories for us for that. So uh, why don't we start with that today, and uh, DK, let us know uh, how that game was. Here's the deal. My cousin came down. He was here from Sunday to Wednesday. Um, was happy to have him up, and we had two options. Either on Monday night, we go to the Pistons versus the Oklahoma City Thunder, or on Tuesday, we go to the Red Wings versus the Habs. Not four great teams to go and watch, but we chose the hockey game, of course. And the one takeaway, it went into a shootout. Um, Habs won. Jake Allen stood on his head. I think he made like 43 saves. Um, he was he was unbelievable. But the one takeaway from that game is most Sider is him. He is him. This guy is going to be like the like Victor Hedman that takes over when Hedman goes. Like he is so good. He's so smooth. He's big out there. He looks for hits. He's so good with the puck. Number one on the power play. Plays the penalty kill. Most Sider is that guy. I don't know if you guys have really watched many Red Wings games, but like, dude, in person, he is by far the best player on the ice every time he's out there. I haven't watched a ton of Red Wings games, but I know he's he's a stud out there. But uh I have noticed, like, when you go see a, a hockey game live in person, you see way more kind of behind-the-scenes play of what especially defensemen do, like in front of the net, those battles of just getting the guy out of the crease area, getting them out of the way for the, the screens, that kind of thing. When you go see it live, you see way more than you do on TV. So I could see, like, after after you saw him live, you probably uh, – I could see why you'd be impressed by him, for sure. Dude, it, it, it's insane. But then I'm going to divulge into two quick stories here. Actually, maybe I'll just tell the one. I don't want to throw my brother under the bus. Um, we went to <laughs> nah, you have to do it now. No, okay, well, okay. It. So we went to Caesars <laughs> on uh, on Monday. I'll do his quick. I'll do mine uh, second. So we went to Caesars on Monday. We're playing roulette. We all throw in our money. They give you all the chips like that are like just one dollar chips. Um, it's fifteen dollar minimum if you're playing a hand. So if you're playing the inside, so if you're picking numbers or whatever. You got to at least have 15 chips out there, $15 worth of bets to even it be legal. My brother is like eight years of schooling. He's a respiratory therapist, one of the smartest guys I know. This guy could not count to 15 when we were playing roulette. Like he would have like seven out there and the dealer would be like, you only have seven for the hundredth time. You need to have 15. (laughs) He would just toss a couple more. She's like, now that's 12. You still need three more. And for two hours straight, this is what happened. And my brother at one point was like saying, he's, oh, I just want to have fun, guys. Just leave me alone. And I had to like yell across the table, don't act like we're the problem, man. Just fucking count to 15. So it's like we're having a blast. Dealers laughing at him. Everyone's having a good time. And before I realized you could just throw 15 around, I thought the minimum bet was $15. So I thought if you're picking a number, you got to throw 15 on it. Like, I'm a big blackjack guy, but I'm not the biggest roulette guy. So, anyways, third yeah. spin comes along. I have 15 on 26 black, and it comes up. I'm like, no way. Like, what a hit, blah, blah, blah. I don't know really the payouts for the inside. And all of a sudden, the dealer and the other people playing around the table were like, holy shit, that's kind of a big hit for like here tonight. And I'm like, why? What does it pay? And the dealer goes, 35 to one. So, if you do 15. <laughs> times 35 that's 525 bucks i won on one spin i was on tw- 15 on 26 black 15 on black and 15 on even so i cashed three Jeez. so it was 30 30 525 it was like a dollar spin no i put the 500 in my pocket <laughs> put the 500 okay. in my pocket and then just played with the rest that i that i had Good already call. showed up with or whatever but like, yeah. dude, what a spin for roulette! Five, it was like five eighty, I think, at the end of, end of the day. Five hundred eighty dollar one spin in roulette. I was, I was buzzing. Everyone in the was, team was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. That was your first spin. Third spin since we when we sat down. I had been picking a couple numbers, but like I said, it was all we talked about this last week. Have you ever placed a bet by accident? I thought you had to put fifteen on each bet because the little sign says minimum fifteen dollar bet. 
if I would have known that I could have just put 15 chips around the table, I would have just got 35 bucks, right? Like it's 35 yeah. to one. But because yeah. I made the mistake of putting 15 down, thinking that's what you had to do, I won 525 bucks. It was the best mistake of all time. <laughs> right that's on. Yeah. Right on, yeah. No fucking, yeah. Uh, I've never had too much luck going to casinos. Every time I go there, I usually uh, hit the slots and whatnot. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's all it's all rigged when it comes to the slots. Like I see people there sitting there, like they must live there, man. They're sitting there with their shoes off, feet up, stirring a coffee, just fucking tapping the fucking thing. It's like, God, I, I'll i go in there with like, you know, 50 bucks and then uh, end up losing it. I'm out. So good call for you to, uh, you know, get that winnings and then cash it in the pocket and just play with the, a little bit extra because a lot of times you get that big win and you just want to keep firing because you get that adrenaline rush right that's the thing with gambling i'm bad for that at blackjack so like blackjack like i actually do pretty well at the casino i never will go to slots i always just go to the tables and play because that's where you have the best like chances of winning and i kind of stutter saying that because you still don't have great chance of winning but you have the best chances of winning at the table and blackjack's tough because i will like I'll play and then I'll, I'll be up and like say the minimum hands 20 all of a sudden I'm betting 30 a hand 40 a hand 50 a hand yeah well then the casino starts to gouge you and you lose like three straight 50 dollar hands and you think fuck I was up 200 now I'm only up 50 bucks because I lost three hands in a row and then I'll walk away but dude yeah something like that if you're up at the casino you have to know when to walk away because the house will always win they'll always win that's like the uh, the Kenny Rogers song. You got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away, and when to run. Right, hundred percent uh, nailed it with that. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the blackjack, and I'd, uh, after learning the hard way that uh, you can lose money very quickly playing that shit. So we stick with the UFC picks, and we'll get to that as we go <laughs> along with the show. But uh, DK, you were talking about the Red Wings game, so we'll get into NHL here. And uh, I just want to say, dreams really do come true. Zaitsev was placed on waivers by the Ottawa Senators and I uh, was going off about this last week about how much I just never want to see this guy play another NHL game and now he's been sent down to the AHL hope he never comes back so I absolutely love that and then another thing I'm stoked about when it comes to the NHL is that uh, Charlie McAvoy's back tonight after being on IR all season so far and I got him on my fantasy team there so I'm stoked for the return of him they also got Marshawn back there a few weeks ago uh, and look at this Boston team what are they 10 0 and 1 or something like that like these guys is bound for a stanley cup this year like it's uh obviously too early to predict that but uh if you guys had to make stanley cup predictions at this point in the season i didn't uh ask you ahead of the pod but uh you got any thoughts of who might make it there wow you're putting us on the spot right now that's right rangers baby they're awfully mediocre right now but they were my pick for the start. I'm not going to fucking turn back on them now. At the start, I had uh, Rangers and Flames is what I was thinking. Now I'm thinking uh, Boston and Devils. Flames. I'm a, de- well, <laughs> fuck, the Sens are playing the Devils tonight. This is, We're c- recording yeah, this on Thursday washed. night. I don't know, man. I think uh, without Zaitsev in the lineup, it's going to be a different story here. And if they do do lose tonight, I think you fire the coach. I think DJ's got to go. We can't go a whole nother November really? in Ottawa, like uh, winning only a couple of games. So, Dude, it's I, I'm, still, I'm it's still early in the Senators' rebuild. That's the thing. You keep DJ until you think you're ready to make that step with your guys' goaltending. Uh, no, you can't, I mean, what's their record They're right missing now? one like, right-handed defenseman, and they got to get rid of the coach, man. They're playing dump and chase hockey when they should be uh, fucking using their, their fucking skills out there. They got, like, such a nasty top six. Their offense is fantastic. It's the defensive plays in our own, that, in our own end that costs us. So uh, they're still they're still missing something on defense, but we're fucking damn near close to uh, getting that rebuild done. I think I said last week we get rid of Zaitsev and DJ, rebuilds over. It's time to move up. Maybe we still need that defenseman though. That's a, that's a missing piece is the right handed defenseman, top four right handed defenseman. There, uh, I would hope they get them before trade deadline. But if they don't have them by trade deadline, we're going to be shopping big time for that. So there, yeah. you got to start doing the odds here. Like, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to. Sh- I I already shit on the Leafs enough. Um, it's funny that the day that Stu and I call them out, they end up going out against Boston, who was ten and one at the time and beating them and looking amazing. But the yeah, thing about like the Spence, they're four and eight right now. Four and eight. They have eight points. And to every make game the they lost, Zaitsev in the lineup. Every single okay. game they lost, Zaitsev in the lineup. Every game they want Zub in the lineup. That guy is fucking an absolute liability on defense. Wait, so- Zub. Wait, whoa, wait, Zub. Zub gets scratched? 
No, he's injured. He's been injured, and they haven't won a game oh, since okay. he got injured. And they put okay. Zaitsev in for him, and they lost every game with Zaitsev. He hasn't even preseason. They didn't win a win a single fucking game with that guy in the lineup. And <laughs> DJ's backing him up. They even like Pierre stepped in, sent him down to the minors. That wasn't DJ's choice. And DJ's out there like talking about how it's gonna hurt Zaitsev's confidence and shit. It's like, buddy, what the fuck do you see in this guy Zaitsev? You got to get rid of this guy, man. Okay, and, but uh, here DJ, you go. Ty. The fact he can't see it shows me that he's incompetent. Like, get rid of the coach, too. Here's the thing. I know I and I always I said, you know, Ottawa might be knocking on the door this year for a wild card spot. To make the playoffs, you're gonna need 90 or more points. Okay. You're four and eight right now. The team has eight points. So they're gonna, if you even want to sniff the playoffs, you're gonna need another 82 points. That is 41 wins. So for the rest of the season, or 40 wins, you're going to have to go, what, four, you're going to have to go 40 and like 21 or 20 the rest of the way. Actually, less than 40 and like 18 or, yeah, no, 22. 40 and 22 the rest of the way to make a, to even sniff at the playoffs. Are they going to go 40 and 22? Like, I just don't think they're the team to do that. So why fire DJ when there's not, like, Barry Trotz isn't coming to, because we lost eight in a fucking row or whatever it is. Like, get this guy the hell out of here. He's fucking shit, man. Like, I'm I'm sick of it. His, uh, I'm sick of it, man. I'm done. I'm done with it. Five years and we fucking have been shit with this guy, coach. And we finally have a good team. And he still can't win. And he I plays Zaitsev. He, he decides his choice is to play Zaitsev over Jacob Bernard Docker and Lassie Thompson. And uh, fucking... I guess uh, th- those options, I would say, are definitely way better than Zaitsev. And I don't know, man. I fucking, I'm done. I'm done with it. If they don't win tonight, you got to fire them. Okay, but are to answer your tonight? question of my, my early no. prediction for Stanley Cup, and yeah. I called them as my sleeper too, as uh, other than the Rangers, I said uh, I had them to win the, uh, their conference is the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. This, this team is mm-hmm. a okay. This team is a that was your dark horse so team too, no? Wasn't it one of your dark horse teams at the like before the season even started? Yeah, I and, like and, it. Yeah, they're they're on a rip right now. I love Calgary, but we were picking division winners, and I had Vegas to win that division. It was like plus three fifty. Like they were they were getting disrespected because of Logan Thompson, and I'm not saying that he's going to end up like taking them to the promised land, but that team looks good enough where they only need subpar goaltending, and they may score five six goals a game. They're fucking good. That Vegas team. Yeah, wow, fucking Eichel's over there too, like uh, playing well too. I didn't know how he was going to fit in with that lineup, if he's going to, you know, continue uh, disappointing like he did in Buffalo. But no, he's been solid over there. Yep, absolutely. Stu, you said Rangers was your pick? Yeah, biased. <laughs> biased, fair. But I mean, they got a fucking stock team, so I don't think it's a terrible, uh, terrible pick. I don't think um, so, but they're not playing well as of late, so. There's a lot of good teams not playing well though, so far. Like, yeah, if you think about it. Like, the Flames are five and five. The Oilers are only eight and six. The uh, Avalanche are only six and four. Like, the, the Lightning are, are doing um, what Ottawa's doing too. Like, the fucking they yep. they had a lot of high expectations coming into the season, and now I think they have the same record as Ottawa, or pretty damn near close. Like yep. four and eight or it's something. It's worse. Like they're like yeah. I think they only have three wins or something, don't they? Yeah, they're three and eight. Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a shocker to me. Like I thought they were well, going to come out and be a solid team, and they only have twenty three goals for. Like I'm pretty sure that's the least amount in the league. I think I saw a stat today that said McDavid and Drysaitel combined have more goals than all of the St. Louis Blues roster. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like, that's smoke. crazy. And then New Jersey, there, like they're on a tear. Uh, I think a, last week or the week before, Stu, you said they hadn't had a game yet with like twenty five shots against. I don't know if that still stands, but holy fuck. No, it's uh, not. Right after I said that, both both oh, games yeah. right after I said that, they 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 gave up more than 25 shots, but they they won. They won. <laughs> That's they, how they it goes. beat the fucking Flames in overtime wow. to win my pick. As long as you win, then who fucking cares how many shots you let up? Exactly. All right. Well, um, another thing, uh, I don't even know if, uh, you know, I, I wasn't even sure if I really wanted to talk about this guy on the podcast because he's an absolute scum of the earth, but Mitchell Miller there. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Boston Bruins gave him a tryout or something like that. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, like, they signed him. Oh, they well, I just heard tryout or something. So what? They signed him, and then uh, like right after, that, I think they kind of took everything they did back. Like the the media and everything was all over him for good reason. 
And uh, I think they basically said he's never going to play. Like this guy's, uh, I don't think he's ever going to, we'll never see him in the NHL, uh, rightfully so. But uh, yeah, do you guys have any thoughts on uh, all that stuff that was happening there? Well, what I heard is basically Don Sweeney, the GM there in, in, in Boston, they don't really have a very good prospect pool. They have a great team, no doubt, right? They're, they're first in the Atlantic right now, but their, their young depth isn't so strong. And they saw this kid sitting on the market who's absolutely lighting it up in fucking the USHL, I think. And he is a very good hockey player and would probably, would probably be an NHLer one day if he wasn't an absolute scumbag. And he probably wanted to take a flyer. He knew that it was going to cause a little bit of backlash. He didn't realize it probably came about a million times worse than he thought it would. You probably thought he could soak the backlash and get this fucking guy uh, on the team and maybe work something out and have a decent defensive prospect in the system. But then it was just ended up being a boneheaded play. Like that team at that time was like, they were like 10 and one or maybe, or was it after the Leafs game? Maybe they're 10 and two, they're 11 and two right now. Anyways, they're off to an incredible start, better than any start they've had in years. And once again, it looks like the Bruins are back to being a, a, a cup contender. And they didn't even have McAvoy in the lineup to now. And then he just goes and like tries and to slip something under the fucking rug while everybody's everybody's not paying attention. About the kid though, I don't think the kid the kid everyone talks about second chances, but what I heard is that like this dude has been doing this since like the first or second grade all the way until high school. So he had like, endless, endless, endless second life. chances. Yeah, literally. Like, what, so how he old had, is he? Like 18? Like it's probably his whole life he was doing this shit until he was like yeah. fucking 15 or 16 or whatever the fuck. Like, and uh, yeah, and he's what? Only like, now? Was, like it's not like it was like fucking, it's not like it was like decades ago. Like this kid was doing no. this a couple of years ago. For people that didn't see this whole thing, this Mitchell Miller guy, he was picking on as another student in his class that was, uh, disabled and uh, he was a black student and he was you know giving a racist comments to him picking on him physically and and uh, you know by saying you know racial Emotionally, slurs and all yeah. kinds of shit for like this kid his entire life like this whole this uh, other student he was picking on his entire life he was getting picked on by Mitchell Miller and then uh, because he's good at hockey they they give him a chance in the NHL and shit I I don't think uh, he should ever get a shot in the NHL personally. He won't though. He won't even. He won't. Apparently, no. he the apologized. He, he claimed to have apologized. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Ber- Nick Foligno, Bergeron. Bergeron. They're like, we do not want this guy in our dressing room. We got a great dressing room. We got uh, you know fucking great people Dude. in here. We do not need a scumbag like that coming in and screwing up uh, what we got going here. We're we're on a roll right now. Why the fuck would we bring in some poison into the dressing room? That's all that guy have will you, ever be. Have you ever heard of players? calling out their own gm like that i don't think i've ever no, heard it's them. fantastic like, though that's fantastic i love it i know well and it was like when you listen to the patrice bergeron interview it was like even more like as to why the fuck would the bruins go ahead and sign him like yeah. it was right before the leafs game that it got announced and then they asked like like you guys said bergeron and felino and bergeron's like yeah don sweeney came to me like a week ago and asked about it and i said no we have spent and bergeron can say this too he's like we have spent you know, the last 10 years building a culture in this dressing room, in this organization that we're proud of. And we don't want yep. him a, as a part of this. Like he, and even Bergeron said, like, you know, everyone deserves a second chance, but like some guys, you got to take it case by case. And he's like, we don't want to give them the second chance in this dressing room. Like we just don't No, it, Like It's just like, he's not, he, I, what I've heard is like, he hasn't even really done all that much to, uh, you know, try and go out and apologize and things like that until he was kind of, told to by uh, his agents and things like that like he never made an effort to go out to and reach out to the family and say sorry yeah until he was forced to for hockey you know and then it was like this guy's not even genuinely sorry for what he did he's just out there fucking trying to get into the nhl maybe when he got drafted uh, man i don't know man fucking i I, yeah arizona drafted this guy what a joke what a joke what a joke of an or- organization is a in show of an organization they're just looking to get That's fucking so anybody in there and move them like, to quebec give a fucking another canadian team here <laughs> fuck arizona why are they playing hockey in a fucking desert in a fucking you know tiny ass Ty, you're taking like, no prisoners today buddy oh, yeah, I I say, fucking, Ty's pulling no punches today this guy's sick of it Oxon <laughs> <laughs> Knox is not fucking uh, uh, like approve this kind of shit, you know. Fucking, uh, we don't approve the Arizona Coyotes either. They're a bunch of fucking. Appar- apparently, though. the ice is sick. Probably according to like Paul Bizanet or someone that's like the biggest fucking biased Arizona Desert fan I've ever heard. 
Yeah, he was at the first game there with the mullet on and shit. You see that? They have like some yep. special clips on Barstool Sports and he, he did a whole like uh, mini documentary kind of thing about yeah, that. I saw that, game. yeah. That was pretty electric. But uh, yeah, the guy the guy there, Mitchell Miller, fuck that guy. Never belongs to the NHL. But uh, it was big news, so I thought we, we you know, had to bring it up with the pod there. But uh, we'll move on to uh, some better things here. And uh, Stewie J, you got probably picks for this uh, – Saturday for hockey night. So why don't we move on to uh, more positive things and get those picks in if you're if you're ready for those. Oh buddy, am I ever. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Stewie J Saturday. <laughs> Ty, all right. <laughs> this is where I'm going, buddy. You're not gonna like it right off the jump. Buddy, if you say no, fucking something against the Sanis, I'm fucking out. I'm leaving the pod right now. <laughs> oh my I'm, I'm I'm almost scared to even talk right now because Ty <laughs> came out fucking. I'm just kidding. Ty you fucking out- do your thing. You do your thing. Came out like a fucking bull, El Toro Loco, right off the jump, and now I don't even want to say my picks, but Flyers money line over the Sens. That's a 1 p.m. afternoon game on Saturday. The Sens haven't won on the road. They haven't. Is that won on in the road. Philly? Drew's return to Philly, Philly. is going to light it up. Fucking Drew's yeah, we'll scoring see, like Hattie. Let's go. I don't think that's the way it's going to go. They haven't won on the road yet. They're 0-4 on the road. Carter Hart's been spectacular. Um, the Flyers have been pretty strong for their roster. I think the Flyers continue their push. Um, DJ Smith, I assume, is still going to be the fucking coach there and against Ty's will. And they're going to lose that tonight, game. After tonight, <laughs> if they lose tonight, I think he might be out of there. Hopefully he lasts another game, and then he's fired after the Flyers game. The Flyers win. Moving on. I'm going Devils minus one and a half. And then I had a profitable weekend last weekend with the singles, so I'm going back to the parlays. I'm feeling confident. I'm going Islanders, money line. They're playing CBJ, CBJ, just like Arizona. Another absolute shithole of a team this year. <laughs> All right, Sorokin's been sick, and the Islanders have been decent lately. They did also kind of shaft me, I think, last weekend, but I think they come back this weekend. You can't really lose to CBJ. No excuses for that. And I think the Rangers, they're getting the media kind of on them a little bit. A lot of people are calling them mid. A lot of people are calling them fugazis. I think the Rangers kind of step it up. They're playing the Predators. Shesterkin has an opportunity for a bounce-back game on Saturday. And I think they wash the Preds. That's my parlay. I'll call it the New York Special. The pizza parlay, if you will. Going Islanders, Rangers. And just a recap on the straights. I got Devils minus one and a half. And Flyers money line over ties. Poor cent. <laughs> What's a Fugazi anyways? I hear that fucking word like business hey. throwing that around. What the fuck is it? Like if you have a Fugazi fucking, uh, yeah, like a Fugazi like, fucking designer bag or something, it means you watch an Italian movie and they're like, that guy's a Fugazi, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that Fugazi talk. We'll move into UFC here. And uh, we got a stack card this weekend for UFC 281. But before we get into some picks and predictions for that, I just want to give myself the old pat on the back here after going perfect on Ty's Wicked ticket there last week. Hadley won, Bautista won, and Maverick won, which cashed that three-leg parlay. We also had Munoz Jr. and Yulin Bakov won, cashing the two-leg parlay. And then that Sherman fight was canceled, so that was pick was void. But overall, that makes for a perfect ticket. And uh, hopefully, we can keep that momentum going into this weekend's card. Um, also yeah. on last weekend's card there, overall, I think Fight Night Picks, we went 9-2. and two, So, uh, yeah, keep that momentum going. Cheers to that, lad. Holy fuck, you went crazy. Yeah, yeah and this is... This is a good reason that if you if if you think that you might not get a pod, you might not be able to listen to a pod one time before before uh, any particular Saturday card. You got to make sure you're following on Betstamp because then that, that's the only way you'll you'll see the picks. Or um, yep. if you have post notifications on on Instagram or Twitter, then you'll get uh, you'll get the graphics. Um, yeah, a few a, a few hours before, but. Um, yeah, I always sure put that out there, like the the full card kind of predictions who I think is going to win. But then if you follow us on uh, Batstamp, use code NUCKS when you sign up, you can uh, see and tell the exact kind of uh, parlays we're going to go with and all that. Like you'll see Stewie J's Saturday picks, you'll see DK's briefcase, and you'll see Ty's Wick and Ticket on there. So definitely download the Batstamp app and use code NUCKS when you sign up. When well, people think NUCKS on NUCKS. Yeah, people think we're kidding. People think we're kidding. Like you see these losers on social media calling themselves the fucking king of the UFC picks. We have the fucking king of the UFC <laughs> picks on this pod. It's not even fucking close. I don't think there's another guy out there that hits at a higher clip than Ty. Like this nine yeah. and two on the whole card. That's like maybe since we what is this episode twenty eight? So say there's been twenty five UFC cards in those twenty eight weeks. This guy's probably done that seven, eight, nine times. 
Like, I don't think you could name another guy that's done that. Like, it's just insane how great of a read that you have on the UFC. Um, and yeah, if anybody out there is calling themselves the king of the UFC, just know yeah. that they're also Fugazi because we have them right here. <laughs> no, we, we have been doing pretty good so far. I, I am going to say, though, this weekend's card, with uh, which is headlined by uh, Pereira and Adesanya there, I do have a lot of dogs on this card. So, I mean... Tail them at your own risk, but so far we've been, uh, you know, overall on picks on UFC, like DK said, we've been uh, we've been hammering them, we've been done doing really well. But uh, we'll just get right into them here, get into Ty's Wicked Ticket here. So, Stu, we'll get you to spin that audio. Ladies and gentlemen, Ty's Wicked Ticket. All right, we've got a three-leg parlay of Andre Petrosky, Carlos Hilberg, and Zhang Wei Li. And then we're also going to do a two-leg parlay of Chris Gutierrez, and Dan Hooker, he's due for a win. This guy got folded by, uh, was it Allen? I think they folded him last fight. So Dan Hooker's due for a win. And I think, you know, after he gets that win, he might even be looking at retirement soon. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, I've also got a bunch of singles too. And all the fighters on these singles are dogs. So, I mean, like I said, tail them at your own risk. But I got a feeling, you know, Chandler, I got on the money line against Fourier. I got Molly McCann, Molly Meatball on the money line. And... I don't know what you guys are going to think about this one, but we'll get to that in a second here. Pareda, money line, all dogs, and that's going to be Ty's wicked ticket for UFC 281. And then I'll post the uh, rest of my picks on the Knots Twitter and Instagram before the fight on Saturday. I love the air horns you always throw in there too, eh, Steve? little air horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, back to the question about Adesanya versus Pareda. Uh, DK looked like he was shaking his head when I said that one. And obviously, Adesanya is like the obvious choice to win that fight. But Adesanya's been knocked out before by one guy. And who was it? The guy he's facing in the UFC this weekend. And that guy hits fucking hard. And uh, it's going to be a really interesting fight. I don't fucking know. Have, you guys haven't thinking, they fought I twice? Like I thought they, were, well, they fought know, pull twice. Up the, in, pull up the stats. In, uh, I, I, know, I know for sure they fought once. And Adesanya got knocked out like a fucking sack of bricks. And uh, I'd have to double check if they fought twice, though. I'm going to look for sure that they fought real once, quick. But... And Pareda got the win. And now Pareda's followed him into the UFC. And uh, Adesanya saying all this shit like, you know, he cleared the path because he beat all the t- contenders. And now that's why Pareda's getting the title shot, which is somewhat true. But uh, it's a great fight, man. It's the one guy that's beaten Adesanya, facing up against it for the belt in the UFC, the, the highest MMA fucking belt you can win. Yeah, he's beat him twice, man. Kickboxing. Twice, eh? I Kick, didn't even know that. Kickboxing. So I'm trying to see uh, Adesanya's kickboxing record is, wow, 75 in five. It's insane. And, it's insane. And he's, two of his losses have been to the hands of Alex Pereira, and he's, and um, those are the only two times they fought. Like, I don't think Adesanya's ever beat him. No, so that's fucking third time's a charm. Well, maybe for Adesanya, third time's a charm, but I'm going Pereira either way. Obviously, the rule book is like a lot different in the UFC, but it's, um, but I don't think like Adesanya strays too far from the, his like kickboxing uh, style, usually in most of his fights. I completely agree with what Stu just said. I understand um, he's lost two in a row, but I think Adesanya is probably going to shoot for at least one takedown per round. Like I, That's what I was going to say have... right there. Like, I wonder who shoots for the takedown first, because I think uh, both of them are thinking about it for sure. Well, I think, and I think if Adesanya knows... Um, you know, maybe there's even a round where, you know, he feels because these kickboxing guys are just the elite of elite strikers. If he even feels like he's getting kind of like it's an even round, he's got the wherewithal to take him down at least one time. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen Adesanya fighting against uh, Whitaker there and he's got some of the best takedown defense going. So I, yep. I think uh, Adesanya has even said in like a press conference or something like that, that he's very willing to allow Pareda to bring him to the ground. Because Adesanya says he's very confident on the ground. But uh, I think this is going to be a stand and bang kind of fight. Like, I, I'm really, you know, I, my bet on who's going to shoot for the takedown first, that'd be a good bet to me. Because I, I wonder even if they do go for it at all, or if they just kickbox. But the stats show that in a kickboxing match, Pareda's got the advantage, which is crazy to say against Adesanya because that guy's in, in, insane at striking. And he's not a slouch either, dude. Like he came in, and he were like it's he earned this fight too. Like he like didn't Pareda, he fucking yeah. out, didn't he finish fucking Strickland in like a round? Uh, Pareda. Yeah. Yeah, the last few fights, I think he's finished them by knockout. I'd have to go look at the stats, but 
Yeah. So he, it's not like he's just getting this fight because he's, he's beat him in kickboxing. Like he's earned this fight. Like, like maybe he is getting a little early boost, but it's like, yeah, against Sean Strickland, then the one before that decision. And then, uh, one before that a knockout as well. Yeah. Alex Pereira. Brazilians have been fucking buzzing lately. I also mentioned uh, Molly Meatball McCann in there for the singles, and she's a huge underdog. Yeah, why is she a huge underdog? So the girl that she's fighting, I think, is supposed to be like like an actual like legit contender and like a girl that's up and coming and whatever else. She's like a a UFC favorite in terms of someone who's going to end up uh, going for the belt, and Molly hasn't really fought someone like that. Uh Like she's been a lot of like, undercards where it's unranked versus unranked and just two kind of people like around the same age i think this girl's um i don't have her age on me just give me one second but i do think that it's like a a young and up and comer yeah this girl is 23 years old she's nine and one molly's 32 like she's that this young up and comer that's going to end up challenging for the belt in the next couple of years so this is the first real test for molly mccann and I, I I always say this. I'm going to throw out my picks here very quickly as we go through the fights. If we want to keep talking about them, um, yeah. I'm with like I'm going to give out my picks. Um, my pizza money picks is what I would tell you to more tail. If you're listening to actual like fight picks and fight analysis and breakdown, you should be taking Ty's picks ten times out of ten. But I'm with Ty on Molly McCann at plus three ten. Molly McCann's got some of the heaviest hands we have seen in women fighters since like what Amanda Nunes, Chris Cyborg, you don't see many women that just walk in every fight and knock their opponent out. Like you just don't see it. Yeah, There's a lot of decisions. Elbow she threw the, yeah. like, the last fight. That was fucking beautiful. So all my odds I got from DraftKings, but I got Molly meatball meatball at plus three ten to win. And I'm throwing some pizza money on her to win by KO or TKO at plus 1200. Plus twelve hundred yes. boys. If she's gonna win, it's probably gonna be by a finish, like by a KO or TKO. Plus twelve hundred. I love those odds. I just, I just think that's how you have to go with Molly Meatball. What do you think, Ty? I, I don't know if it's guaranteed to go for knockout. I think it could be a decision kind of thing. But you know that when you see those odds, I mean, that's tempting. Worth the as pizza fuck. money, right? Worth the pizza uh, money. I'll just, be, yeah, hundred percent. I'll just be sticking yeah. with the money line because, I mean, plus 300 yep. up is also great for me to yep. money bets. I'm not confident she'll get the knockout. It could go to decision, I think. But uh, when you look at her track record of that spinning elbow last fight and all that shit, I mean, I can see why you would uh, definitely place that bet. So I can't say I, I'm going to go against you on that one, but uh, I'm just sticking with the money lines. All I'm saying. I have a question. Are yeah. you going, what are you going in terms of, in terms of unit on the Molly fight? Full unit? Maybe. Maybe a half unit. I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe a half unit. That's that's what I'm on the fence about. I mean, I think her that's opponent is... That's why you got to follow uh, the bet stamp. Know what we're yeah. placing on what. Yeah, I mean, checking on bet stamp. We'll have that like solidified before the fights happen. We'll probably you know have that by tonight or tomorrow night when this yeah. uh, podcast comes out. But uh, I won't say right now. Maybe a full unit. I might even go full unit. I like Molly Meatball, man. I like Molly Meatball. I was gonna say, for me, when I say pizza money, think of a quarter unit. If it for me, like I said, Molly yeah. Meatball plus three ten, I'm going a full unit on that. And if I can get plus yeah, twelve hundred for her to get the finish, I'll go a quarter unit. You know what? Molly Meatball money has given me enough. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, Molly Meatball has given me enough like reason that like you know what? There's not many fighters that like that are big underdogs like this. Where I'm like, yo, you deserve a full unit. <laughs> Molly Meatball is one of them. Molly Meatball is one out of them that I put a full unit. Out of those three like main fights, though, the Chandler fight, the Molly McCann fight, and the Pareto fight, I think the Molly McCann one's like the one I'm most concerned about it not hitting. Like I think I'm more confident in Pareto beating Adesanya than I am Molly McCann beating her opponent there. And yeah. then uh, Chandler versus Poirier. A lot of people seem to be going Poirier, and he seems to be the favorite. But honestly, man, I think fucking Chandler's going to go in there and, and take him down and ground and pound him and beat him. I think that's how it goes down, but... Uh, both are very skilled fighters. That could be a fight of the year candidate. I think last year Chandler versus Gaethje was like fight of the year, and this this could happen again for sure in this fight. I think. So Any thoughts on that, Chandler Poirier? Yeah, ties read my fucking notes. I literally have Chandler yeah. versus Poirier fight of the year. You're holding them up there. I could yeah. see them there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, guy's, the <laughs> this guy's reading my fucking notes for Christ's sakes. He's stealing my thunder. I think. I think. Uh, I think the over one and a half rounds was that plus money for this fight. Like they do think that there's going to be a finish according to Vegas. 
I would take the over on that. I do think this goes the distance. I think it's a slugfest. I think it's two guys that still have really good chins and are very good on the ground, on the feet. It's going to be a very even fight, but this is another one of my pizza money picks. If I'm looking at different things here, I would go Michael Chandler to win by finish at plus 350. Again, that's just pizza money. I think Dustin Poirier is phenomenal. I think he's a great fighter. And I do think this is going to go to decision and be fight of the year. But if I could cheer for Michael Chandler to get a finish, I'm going to do it. And at plus 350, I'm going to have to throw, like I said, that quarter unit, that pizza money on some Michael Chandler to get a finish in this fight. I think if it goes to decision too, the UFC, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's rigged and whatnot, but I mean, you see like, when it goes down to decision, sometimes the UFC gets what they want, like Sean O'Malley over Yan. And I think yeah, if you were in yeah. this fight, what does the UFC want? I think they would prefer Chandler to win because Chandler's a likely person to fight Conor McGregor when he comes back. Poirier McGregor's already lost two twice, and he knocked him out like years and years back. But I mean, that that rivalry, I think, is done. It's time for something new. So I think the UFC would prefer Chandler. So if it goes to decision... I think Chandler might, even if he's like fucking down by a takedown or something, the UFC, like fucking, I don't know, man. I got a little fishy suspicion that like Dana White's like, you know, if it comes down to it, this guy who gets the W. But <laughs> I won't get into that conspiracy theory shit. I'm just sticking with the money line on Chandler for that. Yo, if I'm a listener of this pod, dude, like the, I love this dynamic you guys got going on. Like Ty gives like his insight and what he thinks is like the best pick on the fight. And then like, yeah. And his and his tickets do really well. Makes a lot of picks, and they a lot of them hit. But then, and then DK comes in with like the little pizza money bets. Whereas, like, if you want, <laughs> if you have like five bucks to throw in this fight, yes, and, yeah. and you want and you want to make a big return on it, you want something that could happen that you could find at like a decent odds, but it's still a little bit of a long shot. But at least it, there's there's a chance of happening, and you kind of convince me that there's a chance of happening. And then <laughs> you you know what I mean, and it's like a perfect dynamic. I actually love this. Well, I, I have to give right. out picks. I have to give out picks that people, if they, because you know what, my UFC picks, like I said, if you're listening to picks and breakdowns of fights and opinions, you have to listen to Ty. But I am willing to take a couple shots here and there because I'm already following Ty's picks. I know we're going to win. I'm just throwing little shots here and there. And it's on almost like different things. It works right? as a hedge almost in some fights. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's like I said, I, I like the big odds. I like, you know, like, like we said, we both like Chandler. Like, I think it has fight of the year potential, but like maybe a late third round Chandler KO, you win because Ty likes Chandler. You win because he gets a fucking late, late knockout, right? Like you double cash. Like there's just different things that like, you know, like I always say this, Ty's the hardcore UFC fan and I'm the casual. I bet like a casual fan, Ty bets like the hardcore UFC fan that knows what he's talking about. And like you say, it's a good little, good little hedging spot if you're, if you're a listener right now. Yeah, 100%. I'm, and I like I'm feeling I can already feel like this is Thursday night we're recording this. I can already feel the fucking nerves coming in for this 281. <laughs> Anytime there's a big card, I get fucking nervous going into it, man. Like these these it's so epic watching these fighters go head to head. They got money on one guy and he's fucking fighting this other guy. Like I think there's no better sport to gamble on than than UFC in my opinion. Like there's nothing that puts you on the edge of your seat. More than UFC, just seeing like Buddy's got him in an arm bar or something one second, the next second he's got him in a choke. Like it's so electric, in my opinion. There is obviously sleeper fights where people are just wrestling and fucking lying on top of each other, but I fucking get right Dude. into it. Like that's ever since COVID came around, actually, like a lockdown and that, there was one sport going on and it was UFC, and I got dialed right into it during the dialed. last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Dude, so, I went, I'm going to absolutely. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get absolutely sloshed for this for this fucking card. And proper, last proper way to do it for two eighty for two eighty. I was at a, I watched at the bars. It was like a midday thing, but it was so joked because there's a bunch of people that came in for the same reason we did. And when Yan lost, when like that decision went O'Malley's way, <laughs> you could see all the faces of all the people that just lost money in the fucking joint. Like, oh, yeah. just, like, everyone looked Should've at each other. My like, face there. Fuck. Oh my god. Well, dude, that's twice. That Yan the- screwed me. I almost hit a fucking ten leg parlay or something with Yan. Remember that? Like the first couple yeah. episodes yeah. of the podcast, yeah. it was like a ten leg, and Yan was the only guy that missed. And I thought he won that one. Maybe thousands. Oh my god, I'm still mad about that, dude. It's been like fucking months. <laughs> that was one of those ones where like the group chat was going off, like Yan won, and I had to stay quiet, being like, "Yeah, 
by the way, I just cashed on O'Malley. <laughs> being like all fired up about it, right? Being yeah, like, yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck, you know. fuck Sean O'Malley. That was a bad decision. Meanwhile, my, I'm fucking cash in the bed. Yeah, like, that's fucking t- a tough one. Sally's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God yeah. damn it. Okay, I'm going to run through my picks here. I'll let Ty and Stewie go through uh, the rest of them. I'm just going to revisit Molly Meatball to win with Ty plus 310. Molly Meatball pizza money to win by KO, TKO. That's at plus 1200. I got Hanato. Moicano over our guy Brad Riddell. Um, Brad Riddell has lost two straight in the UFC. He's not the greatest fighter. His he got KO'd and subbed in his last two fights. His last fight he got submitted in 45 seconds. That kind of shows me maybe this guy doesn't have the greatest ground game. And I think Hanato Moicano kind of gets him in a sub. So if you're looking for some pizza money, look at Hanato Moicano to get the okay. sub. Uh, my next pick. I think you were on this too, Ty. I got Chris Gutierrez to beat Frankie Edgar. That's a personal rule for me. Frankie Edgar's 41. Fuck him. I'm betting whoever he's fighting as long as that guy's not also 41 years old and it's not a Bellator or one championship type fight. Um, So I got Chris Gutierrez to beat Edgar. I think that's just a good parlay piece. Um, The Poirier Chandler, I said pizza money on Chandler to win by KO or TKO. That's sitting at plus 350. Um, And the main event, I like Adesanya to win by decision at plus 110. I love Israel Adesanya. I think he's very entertaining, but a lot of his fights do come down to decision, and he's like able to just drag guys into that fourth and fifth round and then just kind of beat them and outpoint them because of that kickboxing style. The Pereira thing does scare me, the fact that you know if it is that kind of style, Pereira has the upper hand. He's beat him twice already in kickboxing, but I love the plus odds on that fight. It's hard to find plus odds for either one of them to win that fight. Um, that I really like. So out of Sonya by decision, plus 110. Um, those are the picks for my UFC. But if you're listening to this, take ties, not mine. I don't hate those picks, man. Those are, I mean, we're all, we're on the same page for most of them, except the Adesanya fight. And like I said, I think Adesanya, like he's the, he's obviously the favorite going into. He's the guy that everyone expects to win. I just, uh, I would love to see an upset like the, the Usman going into that fight was the same thing. Everyone had Usman. It was like, okay, a guy's a lock to win. Same thing with Adesanya. Everything sees a lock to win, but you just fucking get that one shot late round or something, and Buddy's fucking eyes roll in the back of his head, and he's fucking knocked out cold on the ground. So we'll we'll see what happens. I'm excited for it. I'm already feeling the nerves just talking about it. So we'll see. Uh, Stu, did you have any picks uh, for UFC this weekend, or should we just move <laughs> along here? Move along, buddy. I just fucking <laughs> I, I just absolutely copy you, dude. All right. Not a bad. I don't think I made my own make, UFC man. pick ever. And like since we started this pod, I want next week, Stu. Maybe no next big card. Let's I want at least one pick from you. How about that? One big UFC <laughs> <Okay>. pick and <laughs> the main event. Right, we'll get Stewie J's take on one of them. Watch it hit too. Watch it hit. Hey, every once in a while, Stewie I J. throw down some thoughts and I'll say like I agree or I disagree, but yep. uh, I don't think I've ever actually like placed a bet of my own. Usually, it's the recap. <laughs> we get some takes from Stewie J on. Like we'll get the two eighty one recap. Stewie J's watching and let us know yeah. what you think. So. We'll, we'll go from there, but uh, I don't know. You guys want to keep this tradition going? I think we should. Uh, going from UFC picks right into DK's briefcase, NFL picks. I know DK's got them. Well, so I don't know how I did last week. I'm not going to lie. With my cousin down from Sunday to Wednesday, we got, as Mike Commodore would say, in one. So I don't know what the record is. I'll update you guys next week. I only have a couple picks, and one of them does have an asterisk on it. But either way, let's roll the DK's briefcase audio. Ladies and gentlemen, DK's briefcase. All right, my first pick for Sunday is not until four o'clock. I got the Cowboys minus four versus the Packers. I think I said on this pod three or four weeks ago, the Packers are not going to lose to the Commanders. They're not that bad. Hint, they are that fucking bad. They are brutal. The Packers have lost five straight games and four of those games have been against the Giants, the Jets, the Commanders, and the Lions. That's just fucking terrible. The Green Bay Packers are one of the worst teams in the league. Aaron Rodgers not going for MVP. Nothing doing on offense. Nothing doing on defense. And the Cowboys have been rolling lately. They put up 49 points last week against the Bears. And they are 6-1 in their last seven. You're telling me I only get the Cowboys at minus four? This should be a way bigger spread. And I love the Dallas Cowboys minus four over the Packers. I may throw two units on that bitch. I love that a lot. The next one is a 
Asterix, and this is a big asterisk. Right now, Josh Allen is doubtful. Doubtful to play on Sunday. You could sit there right now and get the Minnesota Vikings at plus 150 on the money line versus the Buffalo Bills, and I really like that, especially if Allen's not playing, but I think you need to hop on it right now because all reports say he ain't playing. He hasn't practiced all week long. They said it's not a serious injury, but they're holding them out because of an elbow injury. I think you need to take it. Case Keenum is the Buffalo Bills backup. Case Keenum is not beating this Minnesota Vikings team who got way better at the trade deadline. I think they're six or seven and one right now. The Vikings are a very, very good football team. And if they're facing a backup quarterback in the Bills, you get the plus 150 on the money line if you hit it right the fuck now. Another one that I kind of like is the Arizona Cardinals at plus 105 on the money line over the Los Angeles Rams. I'm taking some road some road dogs this week, baby. I like Arizona over the Rams because I fucking hate the Rams. I just think they're garbage. I tweeted out early in the season that Sean McVay's fallen in love with just drawing up plays for Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup only, and I don't love Matt Stafford whatsoever. Give me the Cardinals at plus 105. So there you go. Cowboys minus four. Vikings money line plus 150. Cardinals plus 105. Just like Ty, I like the dogs. Roll them horns, baby. Hell yeah. We love the dogs on Box on Knox, baby. Let's fucking go. Oh, yeah. Hopefully the bark was far enough away from the mic that if you're listening in the car right now, you just didn't blow like your left side of your speakers or something. <laughs> I, tr- I tried to go away from the mic, but I don't know if I did. So hopefully you turned it down a little bit at the start of that segment. Nah, it I was, was going to say, I maybe we should get even closer to the mic. Let's get those fucking uh, barks <laughs> in there, baby. Let's fucking go. We got mad dogs this fucking weekend. But... uh <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, at the start of the show, I mentioned I'm stoked about the return of uh, Charlie McAvoy to my fantasy team there, but I don't know if we got any other news on the fantasy front you guys wanted to bring up. Uh, maybe just to check in how you guys in are football. doing. Right? You, guys are at the, yeah. you guys are absolute basement dwellers. You guys are going to be fucking battling it out for who doesn't want to go to fucking Sudbury on a bus. Buddy, you but, know uh, what? I won last, week. The I won last week randomly. Yeah. Uh, you know you won? I fucking uh, yeah. I haven't won since the Talks first like, two weeks. Uh, Ty went 2-0 to start the year, and now he's 0-7 since. Yeah. I know, buddy. <laughs> Fucking, see, I don't know what I'm doing with roster moves and shit, though. Like, at the start of the season, going into it, one guy I wanted was Jalen Hurts, and I didn't know a single other player I picked. So, like, I don't know. I don't follow. Like, I'm a very, 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 like, less than you a You need your boys to hop on Warzone, bro. I'm telling you. It's the fucking, it's the, it's the magic I got spell. fucking boys on Warzone. It doesn't help me a fucking goddamn at all. Like, I'm fucking, for <laughs> fantasy football, it doesn't help me one fucking bit. So, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I guess I should play some other video game or something. Maybe I should play some Madden or something to learn what I'm doing, but. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. On the fantasy front, for myself, I, I'm fucking struggling in in football, but in uh, hockey, I think I'm up like 11-1 right now against uh, QZ there. But yeah, I think he's uh, bottom of the league as well, so not really much much to brag. I'm about hanging there. on to his playoff spot. I got fucking smoked by can't trust Aho. Oh week, so. fuck. He's still uh, comfortable in first place. I think in uh, box on. Oh yeah, hockey holy shit, he's flying. That's an I was absolute gonna say, fucking sweat. <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm down. Fucking. I'm down right now. Um, seven six. Every every category is close, but so far I'm 42, 11, and seven for 91 points. The boys are on fucking fire. I don't know if I've just had what like week a week is it schedule. Now, though, like uh, week three, week, week four. It'd be week four. We'll see, I think, you know, yeah. two weeks. Yeah. I was undefeated the first two weeks as well. DK in football. Yeah, th- you know? yeah. Or it might even be week five. Hold up. Yeah, it's week it's week four or five. Okay. Oh, it's week five right now. So through four yeah, weeks, I'm forty two. Forty two, eleven, and seven. But I don't know. Like I, I don't hate the team. Um, I always said from the start, like I don't know categories and how it is, but whatever else. I will say at the top of the league, um, uh first three of the first or four of the first five are the guys that I invited, and none of them had played categories before. And I got a text from like <laughs> all of them after like the second, third week. And they're like, yo, I'm kind of surprised how much I like this categories league. It's like, yeah. no, it's way beginner's different. Luck, it's- beginner's luck's a beautiful thing is all yeah, I'm literally. Say. <laughs> <laughs> literally that. No, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's completely different. And even like a lot of the leagues that I'm in, it's just like forward defense goalie, right? So even just having yeah. the positions of like center, left wing, right wing, and then defense, it's like, it's Neat. just different. And like uh, me and all, all the boys, um, that I invited to this league are kind of enjoying it a lot. And it's, it's good to see, like you say, Ty, some beginner's luck with my guys at the top of the leaderboard. Hey, 
I can't even say beginner's luck's a real thing because I well I went two and zero at the start of football, but I'm absolutely tanking since then, like seven <laughs> losses in a row or something. So I have no beginner's luck when it comes to fantasy football. I think uh, you guys actually just pick some good teams out there that are coming out and and producing. So hopefully you guys keep it up, but we'll see. I mean, it's still still super early in in the season. Um, one other thing I got here before uh, we get into the final thoughts kind of section of the pod here. I just want to mention the Astros. They won the World Series, of course. I don't think anyone on the pod here is really that excited about it. I think Stewie J hates the Astros. I'm not sure about DK, but I don't think any of us really were rooting for the Astros. But it had to be mentioned. Big news in sports. So congrats to them. And then another thing in baseball, I think Manoa was nominated for a Cy Young, which I think we brought up like early in the season that uh, he he would be, is he going to win a Cy Young? I think that was the question DK asked. I'm not sure if that one's been awarded yet. You guys know more about baseball than I do, but uh, has that has that been given out yet? Like, has it been named who no, won I don't the think Cy Young? Yeah, so he's still has. in there. And like, I mean, if that comes true, fucking, we got to pull up that clip from like episode two when DK's like, "Is this guy gonna win a Cy Young?" Because I remember him fucking saying that like pod number two. Oh or yeah, three. yeah. I think I would... you. I th- I think you might one day, but I, I think it's Verlander's trophy this year. If I I is it Verlander so. and a guy from the Sox, right? A guy from the White Sox, Jeez, I yeah. think, are in. Jeez, yeah. yeah. So you think out of all those three guys, it's uh, Verlander that gets it? I guess. I think so. I know Cease had like a sweet run going there. I can't remember what his like final stats like looked like at the end of the year. But has Verlander uh, won know... one before though. Like he's always one of the top. Yeah, yeah, pitchers, yeah. No? Well, yeah, I mean, like he's almost forty, I think now. So like yeah, he's been. Uh, he's we'll he's a menace. Manoa's top... what twenty four. He's just a kid. Oh yeah, Manoa's Manoa get it. Manoa's gonna have a lot of a lot of time to uh, to win another one. If it was me, I would probably give it to Verlander. I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the Cy Young predictor for 2022 in the AL. It's Verlander, Framber Valdez at two, Clase at three, Manoa at four, Cease at five is the top five uh, like predictions right now. If it was me, I would probably give it to Verlander at 18 and 4, 175 ERA. I'm pretty sure the guy was coming off a of Tommy John surgery. It's almost impressive as fuck what he did. Uh, I know he missed a couple starts throughout the year. I think he had 28 games started and a lot of other pitchers had like 30. But like, dude, he <laughs> Justin Verlander was the top of the top in the MLB this year. That's who I would give it to. Like you say, I think Manoa's like you see him at 4 there. I think Manoa's going to be in that top five, six people for the AL Cy Young every year that he's in the league. He's just so good right now, and he's just so dialed. He's got that big frame that helps um, pitchers stay healthy. I love Alec Manoa to do it. Like you said, I called it. Or I didn't call it. I said it like week two or three um, of this pod, which wasn't the most bold take of all time, considering he was he was uh, like how dominant he had been. But if I had to pick a guy, I would go, yeah, probably Justin Verlander in the AL and possibly like a, Kyle Wright or Alcantara, maybe like Alcantara had such a good stretch uh, during this season in the NL um, and then kind of fell off a little bit, but he was so dominant anytime he was on the mound and he's playing on a shitty team. Um, that's who my two picks would be. AL would be Verlander. NL would be like Alcantara or something. Stewie J, you yeah. agree with that or uh, you got another, any other thoughts on that? No, I agree. I think it might be Urias though in the NL. Yep. I had to guess. I don't know who the, let me check the nominees were. I don't think he's it. I think it was Alcantara, down to three. Yeah, Wasn't there three, three nominees? Cease, Ky- Verlander, and uh, oh, so they, boy, Manoa. Yeah, but they, they go by AL and NLs. Yeah, each, each oh, person okay. has a... Yep, yep. Yeah. So there's three three in each. Uh, like three... There's six yeah. nominees then? Oh, they get six one each. Cy Young in the AL and a Cy Young in the NLs. Yeah, that yeah exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. See, I, I don't fucking know shit all about baseball except go Cardinals. So it's, it's Sandy... It's Sandy... <laughs> Freed and um, Urias in the NL, and I think it's going to end up being Urias. And then in the AL, it's uh, Cease, Manoa, and Verlander. I think it's going to be Verlander. Those are my predictions. I, I think those I, are probably well, both the favorites, and usually it's the favorite that wins those trophies. I say, if I had to give it to somebody, though, like in the NL, the only reason why I'd say Sandy is Sandy pitched 228 innings this year. I think Freed has like 170-something and I think Urias has also only has like 175. Like he pitched like 30, 40 more innings. I understand it's 14 and nine or whatever. But like, dude, I'm telling you, Sandy was that first half of the year was the most dominant he, pitcher in baseball. Yeah, I think he is the best pitcher in the National League this yep. year. But um, 
I think just wins and Urias, I think I'm pretty sure did yep. have a better ERA when it came to the end of the season. So yep. I think it ends up being Urias or Sandy. Um, but I think it's a lock almost for Verlander in the, in the Yale. Yeah. We should find out uh, fairly soon too. I think cause all the awards have been announced. I see Goldschmidt won one there. Uh, Bunch of Cardinals won some awards. It was pretty awesome. But uh, I guess uh, w- with that all being said, it's pretty much final thoughts time. And all I got to say uh, for final thoughts today is something Don Cherry said. That is buy a fucking poppy. It's Remembrance Day. Nice. We wouldn't have the freedoms we have if it wasn't for the troops and everyone who's contributed to Canada's war efforts over the years. So uh, buy a poppy and lest we forget, baby. Any final thoughts from you boys before we get out of here? <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned before the show that I want to just bring up the uh, news drop today of of Jake Paul and Andrew Tate. Right, <laughs> might right, end up yeah, fighting. I fucking almost forgot to mention that one. <laughs> Holy smokes, that's a little rumor just, on the street. I just wanted to bring it up just for the discussion. Uh, what do you boys? What do you boys think of that? I think it's uh, fucking fantastic. You see two guys that you want to see get knocked out, and one of them's going to get knocked out. I can't wait to see one of them fucking go down with the lights <laughs> out. I love it. This is Who tough. Think, perfect though? matchup. I'm, I'm kind of asking matchup. for. I'm kind of asking for. I think Jake Paul for, gets the win, though. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I think I. I think I'm. I'd root for Tate, but uh, I think Jake Paul. <laughs> I can is root fucking, for either one of those fucking schmoes. Well, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't like either that's one like of those guys. So I'm just happy to see two guys don't like fighting because you know one of them's gonna get smoked. Fucking go. Yeah. He's thinking hard over here. I got to get uh, what, what's going on in the mind there, DK. You look like you're deep in thought over there. I think if you're talking about a guy who has more to lose, it is Andrew Tate. This guy came out of nowhere. That's hard to yeah. say, though, because Jake Paul is That's so, his yeah. whole fucking life has also turned into boxing at this point. Oh, if, for sure. If he loses to Andrew Tate, he, he gets almost memed out of existence. That's why it's so great. They both just like fucking are going to look like the, a dumbass and they fucking lose. Yeah. But you know, if, if Jake Paul, like, say, like, he knocks him out or beats him, like, He's going to oh, take God. over Imagine that mantra of being like, I'm a top oh, G. And that's the big yeah. oh, thing for Andrew Tate. Be oh, like, I'm top God. G, I'm this, I'm but that. Andrew Tate's already lost the mainstream crowd. So it's like, it's like I think he's, his followers at this point, after he's been like canceled and stuff, are like true supporters that even if he was to lose, they would still fucking watch his shit and consume his shit. True. It's a must you know win I mean? for both these guys. I think, I think it must does. Win for I think people think it's more for Andrew Tate like it's super high stakes for Andrew Tate because of that top G persona. But the people thinking that have already have already hate him. You know what I mean? Yep. Already saying like, you know what I mean? But the, but Jake Paul, it's like, if he loses now, he's got a loss since to fucking Andrew Tate. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, and <laughs> he's been gassing up. Like he's going to smoke That'd Andrew Tate's so fighters. And so now he funny. lost to Andrew Tate. You know what I mean? How I see Or vice this- versa. Like Andrew Tate's either one would be, either Paul, one would be, be hilarious. They, I, I hope the fuck happens because I feel like they're going to hype it up and then it's be, oh, buddy got injured and pulled out. Like, they'll build it up for years and years. It's not going to happen until way down the road. I hope it happens sooner rather than so later. Because I don't think my thought was that I know Andrew Tate has been chirping fucking Logan Paul. He's got a big yep. thing against uh, Jake's brother there. I'm surprised that wasn't the fight. And when I was looking at like who, I mean, I was like trying to think who would win between those guys because it's hard to stay out of these fucking conversations. Well, Logan's like in WWE now. Media. He doesn't give a fuck about boxing anymore that I know. I know, but if they were to box, I think, I I almost think at this point, Logan Paul would would be the favorite in that fight. I, and now, uh, now it comes down, now that he's fighting Jake Paul, it's like, who do you think is... Jake People, Paul's a better say, f- fighter than Logan Paul, in my opinion. That's like, what okay. that's the that's the conversation, right? But I don't know if I don't know if he is much of a better fighter than Logan Paul, to be completely honest. I think he's far, Logan Paul far is a lot better. I think he's far better. I mean, Logan's a lot longer, and like although like he's bigger, fucking, but I don't look, think he's like fucking putting the hours that Jake Paul does into boxing. Like he fought Mayweather, no and chance, no totally chance. Rigged, but, where it was an exhibition match where fucking Mayweather could have smoked him and he let him fucking go the but, distance. My thought is is that um Logan Paul's like taller and he uses his length um to his advantage pretty decently I'd say and and that's kind of like a similar style that, to what I assume Tate's guy I haven't seen much of his like boxing tape or anything or kickboxing tape but I assume that's similar style what um or similar strategy that Tate's going to have to use against Jake Paul and it's just like 
it's just the thought of like, um, who would would Logan style? You might say that Jake is the better fighter. He's probably got more power than his brother and stuff. But is does the length make up for that? Kind of like, does the length make up for that? Well, I will say, like you say, it was going back and forth between Logan and uh, Andrew Tate, and the reason why that fight talk stopped is because at the last pay per view here for WWE, whether it was like. Saturday or fucking Sunday or whatever they do their pay per views. Uh, Logan Paul actually got an injury where it was like his yeah, PCL, MCL, and yeah. So like he's Jumping out for like, through the table. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say he's actually like out for like a legitimate like year, like where he can't fight. So that was probably in talks. Eh? They were probably yeah. gonna do that, and then they're like, "Oh, uh, sorry, I got injured. You fight my brother." <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "Whatever." But here's what I'll say: Jake Paul has been fighting a lot of these guys that, like, more or less, like if you watch UFC or MMA or whatever. In the past, you're probably like, yeah, that guy's probably fucking hurting for a paycheck. If this Andrew Tate's got as much money as he says, and he doesn't really necessarily care about getting paid for this fight, he starts losing. What if this guy just fucking head kicks him? Like, just says, fuck it, I'll just void the contract. I got millions anyways. I own X amount of casinos and Hustlers University. I just want the clip of me fucking head kicking Jake Paul and own him because I'm a kickboxer. Like, I don't know, when you start to get these, like, little side fights in sketchy organizations and whatever else like we're bound to see something like this happen one time right like think about yeah. rough and rowdy you see guys like pushing other guys over the top ropes and flying over top of them like could you see andrew tate if he starts losing throwing a fucking big front kick right into jake paul's grill like i might be able to see that Maybe. I can't see I him being like the most sportsman like guy if he's losing i can't see him taking the l and being being like you know great fight buddy like he'd be like no, I'm the I fucking think guy. I'm gonna fucking you know. I can't see him being like a very sportsman like guy. The way I see him talking on fucking TikTok, wherever the fuck I've seen. I don't know why I've even seen this guy. He just shows up on your feed somehow. But, <laughs> he's the top uh, G. I can't. I, he's the top G, Ty. Come on. Whatever that means, but he's fucking. Uh, if if it does come, I I don't expect that to happen. Like he was expecting him to throw a head kick in the fucking uh, boxing match, but wouldn't that be no? Electric? To be like, totally honest, that now that'd be amazing. To be totally honest, I don't even I don't know if I'm like fully convinced the fight's even gonna happen. No. No, I don't think so either. I think they'll delay it and delay it and delay it and hype it up and hype it up and hope that one day, you know, they can make a fat pay-per-view event out of it. But uh, yeah, I don't see it uh, happening anytime soon. It's all about uh, media attention and all that shit. Like Jake Paul's probably gonna fight uh, Nate Diaz next or some other guy from the UFC that's retired or something like that, mostly. Yeah. And the fact that they did like a in-person face-off like already before anything was even like told what was to that face-off too? It wasn't makes even me legit. think like that they're like, like kind of, let's get together. Yeah, and make they're a in video the same gym, bro. They're in the same gym. Like, they're definitely like fucking boys. I don't even think this. Yeah. I don't know if they're boys, but I'm just saying like they definitely had a fucking conversation, and they might have just fucking staged that for just just well. For fucking I know Sean O'Malley's clicks. buddies with Paul, or at least they're on good terms, and they like fucking do their podcast or party together. And then I also know that. Andrew Tate was on the Sean O'Malley podcast recently too. So I think they got a little fucking circle of uh, guys that are just, you know, getting money out of people that are fucking buying into the whole hype behind it. Yep. And yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever actually see it happen. It's all a money grab when it comes to Jake Paul boxing. That's all <laughs> Jake Paul boxing is. My I mean, that's fair. I mean, like, okay. can't argue that. Get your, get your fucking money, right? I yep. mean, if I was in his position, I'm, it's hard to say I would do anything different, to be honest. But As I say, he's not fighting for the UFC fucking, the guys in the early prelims that are getting five grand to show and five grand to win. Like, he ain't fighting for fucking 10 no. grand. Like, yeah, he, it's a money-making scheme. He uses his crowd and his fans that he has to make a couple million bucks every now and again fighting in boxing. And, like, whether yeah. they're good or not, or, like, people are all, all of a sudden being like, oh, it's rigged. Look, and he barely touched Anderson Silva, like, I don't know, man. You fucking bought the fight. Now you're breaking it down on social media and making this guy even bigger. So, like, yeah, whatever he's doing, like the Jake Paul thing, um, I, it's working. It's working. Well, I just imagine after they shot that fucking face-off video they did there, they probably went and had a beer after or had a yep. cigar or whatever the fuck they do. Like, I, I just don't believe there's any actual animosity between those two at the moment. Yep. Maybe that'll I build up, and even, that. even that'll be, like, I don't know if it'll be legit, you know? Think about Floyd and Connor, dude. Like, this is, I know it's on a way bigger scale and two guys that could actually fight. Floyd and Connor went around the world. They went to seven different fucking locations, did press conferences, chirping each other, saying yeah. like all these, the worst chirps. And then afterwards in the ring, they're hugging each other and fucking they both literally look at each other with the biggest smile and say, 
we just made fucking millions. <laughs> and like they're both yeah. loving it, right? It's like you guys didn't hate each other once. You just know how to promote and you know how to chirp each other. And then you'll get in the ring and you know if you get in the ring, it'll make you $2 million. Like, yeah, like that's all that this Tate versus Paul thing is, too. Oh, yeah, yeah entirely. 100%. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Would be, I would still love to see that fight just to see one of them like get knocked out. Like, hope they fucking. You know, go out there and give it their all and someone goes to sleep because I'm not a fan of either of those guys. I'd love to see either of them go to sleep. But that's all I got on that. And I think wrap with that, it up and lad, wrap it up. Yeah, I guess with that, it's a wrap up time. So that's a wrap for episode 28 of Bucks on Nux. Make sure to send us a DM also uh, with some questions or topics if there's anything you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode of the podcast. And also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And check us out on the BetStamp app. You can see and Taylor gambling picks on there, and the app will tell you what sports book has the best odds to place those bets. Sign up using code NUX. And uh, also drop a five-star review down for the podcast if you're enjoying it, and check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And finally, if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it.